Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. It is what? Oh, Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. on the Central Side, and we are here every Thursday, whether she shows up or not, with Janine Avila. And I say that playfully because she's supposed to be here on her own radio show. The good thing is her guest is here, which is really great. So I just had a nice conversation with a gentleman named Austin. He's going to tell you how to pronounce his last name in just a second. But Janine Avila is a friend of ours, and she's been on our radio show on and off for quite a bit. And, uh, she's a health, she's a business coach, and uh, we've been speaking about a whole bunch of things. And she's had some of her own challenges. She's not a good driver. She's kind of clumsy. She's the Mr. Magoo of everything. <laughs> she's not here to defend herself. So, uh, but also, um, her mom just recently passed. So, um, you know, she, she's dealing with all that sort of stuff as well. And we said we're going to kick off the new year with a great guest, and he's going to kind of tell you a little bit about some of the things that he's got going on. And Janine might be just running a little bit late, and we're going to say, hello, Austin. You can tell us your last name and what we're going to talk about, and we'll just host this radio show as if she is here. So thanks for being here. Uh, It's a pleasure, Peter. I appreciate you, and Janine has said some great things about you. It's been an honor having some conversation with you before we started the show. Austin Zuloff. And people murder that last name regularly, so I appreciate you asking me to pronounce it correctly. I've been called everything. Zoloft is actually pretty pretty common, and so I had to make the jokes. Um, we're both antidepressants, Zoloft, Zoloft. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Okay. So she said something about healthy habits. So you can kind yep. of bring us up to speed on what that means. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, Janine had asked me on the show to discuss some healthy habits for starting the new year. And, um, you know, I I know that, you know, we had had some things that uh, she wanted to talk about. And and so the the topic for discussion this evening is healthy habits. Excellent. Okay, good. So do you want to give us a little bit about your background and, you know, a frame of reference before we get started? And if you have a website that you use or whatever, you can tell us about that so people can look at that as they're listening as well? Yeah, sure. So, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm just a ninth grade dropout, high school factory working father of two from Kentucky that didn't know if I could make it or not, but I tried and I kept trying. And uh, because I did, you know, I went from living on the farm uh, to being in the streets, to being the number one income earner of three different direct selling companies, um, and retiring a multiple seven-figure earner back in 2018. Um, you know, having having been in corporate positions and field positions, own you know several different companies, and so I've been very blessed in the business world. But you know, I also have uh, you know three small children. I say small because to me, they're going to be babies forever, 9, 13, and 17. I'm uh, 40 years young out here in Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, just living an incredibly blessed life. Um, 
I think that most people think they're looking for happiness, but they are really looking for peace and fulfillment. And that's something that I've been able to uh, wrap my arms around is a very peaceful and fulfilling life in addition to being financially successful. So. Excellent. Okay, good. So you got a great business background, and your audience, or this audience, is your kind of audience. So let's get started with whatever you want to talk about relative to these healthy habits. Sure, sure. So, you know, whenever, whenever I was told that the topic of discussion this evening would be healthy habits, uh, it reminded me of the Jack Canfield quote that your habits determine your future. Uh, I like Jack Canfield. He's got some good stuff out there. Uh, but in addition to determining your future, they also determine your quality of life today. Um, so your habits are nothing more than actions that are kind of like a vote. I think of them as a vote for who you're going to become and the life that you're going to lead. So, you know, your habits are these actions. And so it's super important to have habits that are going to help steer you towards that which you desire in life and hope to get out of life. Um, I think, depending on what your goals are, a good starting point would be to focus on mental or emotional habits um, like self-talk or studying, developing yourself, what you feed your mind, the stories you tell yourself about your reality, which is very personal to you. Uh, so mental or emotional habits, physical habits uh, like diet and exercise, uh, which we all know we should do, but it can be very, very simple. We tend to overcomplicate that part. And business habits. So, the, you know, those are the three categories that I thought would be good uh, to kind of be fundamental and be just the basics. Uh, business habits kind of because we all need money to live in this capitalist society that we're in. And I've noticed that humans feel best whenever they're making progress, even if it's just a little bit of progress. And so, you know, those are the things that I, I wanted to talk about this evening. Um, so, you know, we can go ahead and talk about some good habits for mental, physical, and, uh, and business space, uh, if you want to go ahead and do that, Peter. Excellent. Okay, good. And Janine just joined us. So, Janine, thanks for being here on your own radio show. Hi. Thanks for letting me in. I called in on a different number. I'm so sorry. I was sitting here. I'm in California now, so I'm on Pacific time. So the show for me is now at 5.30. I had a rookie mistake. I apologize to both of you guys. <laughs> no big deal. We are ready for you. So we'll let you say whatever you're going to say, or uh, Austin can just I'm, start whipping I, right into this. I just want to say that I, I have been super excited about this show all day, and um, I just want to say Austin and I have never met personally what we've become friends virtually and talked on the phone a lot and done a lot of things, and we're going to meet next week, and I'm excited about that. But Austin um, is an amazing leader. I don't know what you guys said before because I'm sorry I missed that. But one of the reasons, and, and if you're a first-time listener to the show, this is not a show you can buy your way on and pay for. I handpicked the guests of this show, and if somebody's on this show, it's somebody that I know from firsthand knowledge and firsthand experience that is uh, not only a winner but an absolute amazing person and well-rounded and balanced because that's what we want in our lives and in our business are really good mentors and good leaders we can follow. And I wanted to do healthy habits 
getting the new year started off right because let's be honest, a lot of people don't really start their new year the first week or so. And um, I was just thinking Austin would be was gracious enough to do this and he's got some exciting stuff going on. So I'm thrilled to introduce him to my loyal listeners and my first time listeners in our audience. And um, Peter always does a great job filling in for me if I have a snafu like I did today. But um, Austin, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to be on our show. And um, I know we're talking about healthy habits and you've got a wealth of knowledge and I'm just gonna, if you just kind of, what, is, what does Austin do to start his new year off right? Yeah, that's a good question. So uh, Janine, I appreciate all the kind words and I've just got to give it back to you. I mean, I've known you now for, it would be about four years, uh, four or five years, and you've just been a ray of light in my life, and you've helped so many people that I'm aware of. I can't even wrap my mind around how many people you've helped with your knowledge and your loving hearts um, that I'm not aware of. So uh, if, if it was just the people I'm aware of, you'd still be a saint. But uh, I appreciate, I appreciate <laughs> the opportunity to have me on your show and, and speak to your audience. But as far as, um, as, far as what I do uh, myself, I was telling Peter – there, there's three areas whenever you said healthy habits that I thought would be good for us to touch base on. One is mental and emotional habits, um, and examples of that would be like self-talk, study, what you feed your mind, the stories you tell yourself about your, yourself and your reality, and uh, physical habits, you know, diet, exercise, things of that nature, and then business habits because we all still need to make money and um, – you know, for me, for a long time, I thought I was chasing happiness, but I found that I was chasing peace and fulfillment. Um, you know, for a while, I was just chasing money because I was absolutely broke. Uh, I mean, I was like B-R-O-K, and the E was on layaway. I was so broke. And I was down here looking up and broke like, geez, I just wish I was broke. That'd be great. But <laughs> I was I was uh, deficient in funds, and so... Uh, that's what I was chasing for a while, but, you know, you get to a point where, you know, you've got some money, you've got some success, you've got a nest egg, you've got a good circle of friends. And, you know, you, for me, I found that a lot of people aren't necessarily chasing happiness or success. They're chasing peace, and they're chasing fulfillment. And so these three things, I think, uh, these three areas of, of habits, I think, will be uh, something that will be good fundamentals. So as far as what I do... My habits, um, my habits start the night before but lead into my morning routine. And I think a lot of what I just talked about, you know, mental, emotional, physical, business, all of that really starts with your morning routine. Um, and for me, whenever I wake up, I have two bottles of water right by the, uh, the bed because I read somewhere, I think it's Andrew Humerman's podcast, he mentioned that you, you lose about a pound, which I don't know how much that is in fluid ounces, but 16, I guess, but uh, you lose about a pound of water while you sleep. And so the first thing I do in the morning as soon as I wake up, before I even get out of bed, is I hydrate, I get up, I stretch for about 10 minutes. Uh, that's very important, especially since I'm 40 now, and uh, you know, stretching is, is very important, especially for me, because I find that, you know, walking into the next room, I can be 
akin to a, a bowl of Rice Krispies, how I snap, crackle, and pop nowadays. And uh, so, um, so um, you know, after I stretch for a little bit, um, I do just a little bit of physical exercise to get my heart rate up. And the reason why I do that isn't necessarily because of vanity or anything like that. It's because first thing in the morning, your cortisol levels, your stress hormone is highest. And so, you know, I, I work out for a little while to get my heart rate up. That reduces cortisol levels because I have anxiety issues. I have my entire life. And um, knowing this, knowing that I have anxiety, I used to not even be able to say the word anxiety without having a full-blown anxiety attack. Um, but now I've got it under control. So waking up first thing in the morning, hydrating, stretching, working out for just about 10 or 15 minutes real quick, that decreases my cortisol levels so it gives my body a good fighting chance to not be stressed out and anxiety-ridden. Um, and that also uh, does a whole bunch of different things in your, in your mind. It boosts BDNF, uh, brain-derived neurotropic factors, so it unleashes a whole pharmaceutical um, host of different, you know, uh, neurotransmitters and chemicals in your brain. Uh, so, you know, just taking five or ten minutes even uh, to do something to get your heart rate up uh, first thing in the morning when you wake up, it helps tremendously. You know, and if you're like me, whenever I first started this, I had read Robin Shorma's book, The Five, uh, I think it's called The 5 A.M. Club, and uh, he talks about the, the power of a, uh, a a good morning routine. But if you're like me, whenever I first started this, working out for 5, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, it about made me sick, physically ill, because I was just, it wasn't a habit. You know, and here we are talking about habits, and now when I wake up, first thing in the morning, I don't have to think about it. I wake up, I hydrate, I go stretch, I, I go ahead and work out, and it's a real simple workout. And after I'm stretching, my heart rate's already up a little bit. And so, you know, I do a few sets of push-ups, some crunches, some squats, and I'm done. Uh, that's all I do. And then I go ahead and, you know, I have my supplement regimen. Um, I'm very partial to a particular type of blue-green algae. I have a protein with some amino acids. And this just goes into, you know, the diet portion of, you know, diet and exercise, the physical portion, which we can talk a little bit more on here in just a little while. But, you know, I make sure that the first thing in my body is not sugar. Uh, it's not even caffeine uh, because, once again, I'm a big fan of, of Andrew Huberman. Um, and he's he's got some, some brilliant studies out of Stanford. And uh, from what he's said, and I've heard other guests of his say that you're not even supposed to have caffeine for the first 90 minutes or so. If you can if you can wait, I know a lot of people love to wake up first thing and have coffee like I used to, uh, and sometimes I still do. But if you can wait for about 90 minutes, that once again helps your body with decreasing cortisol levels and the stress hormone, and um, it doesn't put your body into a fight-or-flight response as quickly. Uh, so, it, yeah, it is good to wait if you can. So I make sure that um, what I'm doing is, is also just uh, Austin, how long did you say you should wait? I'm sorry, I, I uh, missed how, how say, long. 
Yeah, they say about 90 minutes, you know, but for me, I think it's probably closer to about half that, 45 minutes or an hour before I have my coffee. Um, and I just drink black coffee because um, I, I really try to limit my, my sugar intake. Uh, just the more I learn about sugar, it's it's, it's pure poison. Um, and that's that's not even one of those things that's up for debate, debate anymore. It's, it's pretty common knowledge, I think. But So I just drink my sugar black. That was also something that I had to get used to. And, you know, it's just habits, you know. It's, um, yeah, hey. it's I want to ask you a question about something you said. Um, sure. That because you to hear you talk about anxiety or anything, because you your your voice is quite soothing and you're calm, and I wouldn't have known that about you. Oh, thank you. So what that and I've known you for a while, and you know I know you're like me. You like to have fun and take life mm-hmm. seriously, and you love your family and all this stuff. So what what I would like you to explain or share with our listeners, because I'm sure a lot of people are probably really relating to what you're saying here, especially with all the things going on in everybody's lives and, and the world. Um, so the anxiety-ridden Austin, when you made a decision, I want to talk about the mindset decision when you decided, I, don't, I have to deal with this, and you listened to Andrew Huberman or whatever you did. What, was there a trigger for that, or what made you – I guess I'm kind of say understand or realize that you could do something about it. You didn't have to suffer with this anxiety, and I'm assuming you chose not to medicate yourself with prescriptions. You went a different direction. What was the catalyst for that, for anybody that's listening and maybe wanting to really make that shift? Well, it's just like if you're physically ill, right? If you're, We'll take, for example, for me, the anxiety – if you're mentally ill, which we shouldn't put so much stigma on, because if you're having mm-hmm. a bad day and you're upset, you're mentally ill. And it's, it's, you know, it's okay to be able to say that. For me, my anxiety issue was a mental illness. It was something I had to deal with because um, it was debilitating, absolutely. And so if you're physically ill, let's say that you're you know, 150 pounds overweight, you're probably not going to sign up and run a marathon today. Right, you're, it's going to take some right. time for you to get to a healthy place of physical health. And for me, it took me a while to get to a place of mental health. And I started as a teenager with being medicated, you know, trying Zoloft, Celexa, uh, Zyprexa, uh, Paxil, all these different things that actually exacerbated the symptoms and zapped my personality and my energy and my creativity made me a walking zombie. Um, one of those I mentioned is an antipsychotic, you know, and I, they gave me this because yeah. nothing else was working for my anxiety. And, you know, I've tried lots of different things. And so it was a journey. It was from, I had to study and, you know, figure out what are people doing naturally? What are some breathing techniques? If I'm having an anxiety attack, what can I do immediately to be able to, uh, to be able to nip that in the bud. And it was, since we're talking about habits, it was something I had to do habitually. It was daily work on dealing with my anxiety. And it's something I still deal with every day. I don't think that if you have anxiety issues, you ever fully get over it. I remember 
few years ago, I was speaking in front of a group of a few thousand people at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, uh, in, in New York, and um, I almost blacked out on stage. I mean, everything went black. Uh, I knew the content that I was going to be speaking on, and so no one ever knew that, that I was on stage, and everything went black, and I didn't, I couldn't see, and I was, you know, having a full-blown anxiety attack, but only for moments, probably about one minute to two minutes. And then whenever I got done with this speech, I went upstairs and, you know, took my shirt off in the green room and laid down and allowed myself to calm down. My face was blood red. My eyes were blood red. This was just a few years ago, um, I think back in 2018. So I guess that I say a few years ago, six years ago. But so, yeah, Janine, it's, it's just it's your daily habits that are going to determine your level of growth, and it is something that I had to do. Inch by inch, uh, mm-hmm. breathing hey, techniques. Hey Austin, yes, sir. Yeah, can I can I jump in one second only because um, the stuff that you say certainly applies to big people, but um, it might also apply to kids. So you had said something yeah. a little bit earlier that you were started on this stuff as a kid, which usually means you didn't have really a lot of control of either saying yes or no. So I know right. this isn't part of this whole thing, but this parent's listening in, and I hate to say it, I'm somewhat biased. Every time I go see a doctor, they walk in with a pad for prescriptions and a pen, and they're clicking on it like they can't just wait to write me a prescription for something. So do well, you want to talk about that? Write those prescriptions. Exactly. So do you want to talk to that, maybe address that one thing for parents that might have their kids on this stuff and tell them about the impact that it had on you and all that sort of stuff? Because this is an underlying issue, I'm sure, uh, to a lot of the things relative to your other habits. Because if you're not feeling right, you don't want to do a lot of the other things you're talking about. Yeah, well, you're right. Um, I I was sitting next to a doctor at the airport one time, and we got to talking about anxiety and and. Xanax and Valium and all this different stuff. And, you know, he, he told me that he, he got paid almost $5,000 for every Xanax prescription that he wrote. And so, yeah, I mean, they're excited to write those prescriptions for sure. And, you know, no fault to them, you know, that's what they've been trained to do. It's my personal belief that more times than not, and it's not just my belief, but it's been my experience um, for those that have let me coach them along some anxiety issues uh, and some mental health issues and even some physical health issues that most of the time pharmaceutical drugs are not needed. Um, So for anxiety specifically, um, Whenever I've I've been having anxiety issues in the past, I learned boxed breathing, right? Navy SEALs do this to slow their heart rate and calm themselves down. You know, so you breathe in. Yep, it's a big one for me. So you breathe in for four or five seconds, you know, on a four or five count. You hold it for about four seconds. You exhale for four seconds, and you hold that exhale for four seconds. And... It does something to you uh, neurologically and physiologically, but also it's taking your mind off of your anxiety because you're counting and you're putting your focus somewhere else. I'm also a professional hypnotist and hypnotherapist, which I don't know if Janine, if you knew that, um, but you know, whenever you're able to direct your focus 
in a certain way, you can control your mind a lot more easily. Um, so box breathing does help. Um, there's there's certain things that that you can do. And for example, Maxwell Maltz's book Psycho Cybernetics. He mentions that if the muscles in and around your neck and your shoulders are completely relaxed, that you can't be stressed, <laughs> that you can't be tense. And so if you can completely relax and put your focus on the muscles in and around your neck and your shoulders, and sometimes you got to shake those out, you know, just to loosen them up. And uh, if you can do that and be completely relaxed, and the muscles in and around your neck and your shoulders, then that's going to help alleviate stress and tension. I used to have a really bad fear of flying, and whenever we would hit turbulence or whenever we would just be taken off, I would put all of my focus and attention on relaxing the muscles in and around my neck and my shoulders. Those are a couple things, and we actually mentioned inadvertently some things you can do to help with anxiety. So a lot of times when you're dehydrated, you have symptoms of anxiety. And so properly hydrate, hydrating yourself, your diet, not drinking too much alcohol. You know, if, if your children, um, well, if your children are drinking too much alcohol, that's another story. But if, uh, <laughs> but if you're a, you know, if, you're, if your children have, you know, high sugar diets, if they're not sleeping well, that's another thing that can really trigger anxiety and different mental health issues as well as physical health issues. Sleep is very important, and you don't necessarily need eight hours of sleep, but as long as you have six to eight hours of quality sleep, uh, studies have shown that when you're younger, you need a little bit more sleep. Uh, I know that when we get older, we feel like we need 10 hours of sleep, but we don't. We need roughly about seven hours of sleep. But if you're getting quality sleep where after 90 minutes or so you're able to dip into that REM sleep, right, and you're having some good six, seven, eight hours of sleep, a good night's rest, and you've got your circadian rhythms, which is just all about habit, you know, since we're talking about habit. Your circadian rhythms, is if you're going to sleep about, you know, 9, 10 o'clock at night and the, the ideal time for you to be asleep studies have shown, once again, this is all science stuff, is from 10 a.m. to 3, uh, I'm sorry, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. That's the perfect time where you want to make sure you're in a good deep sleep. And that, for me, it took, it took habit. It took practice. I'm a chronic insomniac. I have been most of my life. And so that's something that without medication, more times than not, um, I try to get a good night's rest and make sure that I'm asleep by about 10 o'clock at night, and I'm, I sleep, you know, I usually get up at about 5.30, uh, 6 o'clock in the morning. So, yes. Aren't you back staying to up saying. past your bedtime for us tonight? <laughs> uh, tonight, yeah, I'll probably uh, be up past my bedtime. I'm on the East Coast, so it's 9 o'clock right now. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, just making sure that you and your kids are properly hydrated, have a, you know, you don't have too much sugar or caffeine in, in your diet, if you, um, you know, caffeine has um, um, a shelf life of about, I think, five five or six hours, if I remember correctly. So you could have, you know, have a cup of coffee, you know, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and that's going to affect you until about 10 o'clock at night, and realistically even up to eight hours. So 
know, caffeine is going to be something that um, that causes anxiety. Um, so yeah, there's there's I could talk for a while about anxiety, stress, depression, mental health issues, but you know, those are just a few things. So I I mean I think that's very helpful information because I know that some a lot of people are resetting. You know, we're in 2024, and um, and healthy habits. There's for me, healthy habits are what you're putting in your mind, what you're doing every day, and it's just such a good time because we're it's a clean slate. We're in the new year, and I know you and I have read a lot of the same books, and even though we didn't yeah. know each other until about four years ago, uh, we were reading a lot of the same books and we knew a lot of the same people, which is is kind of interesting. And I did a show last year. Um, and I talked about, I, I was all high on this book, Atomic Habits, by James Clear. And I think that if I talked about it and promoted it on the show, but one of the greatest things for me that I got out of this book was make it easy. You know, and like for me, I wanted to lift, I had bought some hand weights, but then I was always forgetting to do it. Well, why? Because I had them put away. So when I read this book, I got two of my little hand weights, dumbbells, and I put them on the corner of my desk, and I'm also impatient. That's an issue I'm always working on. And so when I'm sending a, uh, scanning something and it's taking too long, I turned that into the time that I lift my dumbbells so I could build strength. And um, I, it just changes, make it obvious. That's what he says, make it obvious. So I'll put things out. So I make sure I do those habits and things. But and you've given us extremely valuable information. And Peter, I do want to also say, uh, based on your comment, uh, my daughter, my grandson is super smart. I I may add, you know, I'm, that may be biased, but he's very smart. And ever since he was in kindergarten, he's very active. Uh, the school was always trying to get him on Ritalin. And my daughter was against it, and she called me, and I was living in Texas, and they were calling these IEP meetings, and they wanted to put him on Ritalin, and she didn't want it. And they were, I'm going to say, almost bullying her into trying to get her to do it. And I flew out there. And so it's a matter of, and and I'm not judging anybody. If you've got your kids on Ritalin, I mean, my daughter did the research, and I did the research, and we just believed there was a better way, and we didn't want to get this going with pharmaceuticals as a way of problem solving. And so I flew out there to help back my daughter up because she needed an advocate because she was being outnumbered by some of the teachers on the school. And and Austin, what you talked about, and Peter, it's great that you brought that up. My daughter implemented, she changed his diet. She implemented breathing. She, um, we talked about things he could do. Uh, he could go for a run. You know, and he was a little kid, but we had to learn ways to deal with it. Otherwise, we were going to get pushed around, and they can't make you get on it, but they can sure pressure you into it. So if you're mm-hmm. not for that, it's a it's a beautiful thing to teach your kids these coping mechanisms when they're young so they can yeah. breathe. And my daughter was here this weekend, and I was the one that was, like, freaking out because I was moving and a lot of things and um, were going on for me. And I heard my daughter telling her 12-year-old daughter, she was getting all upset, and she said, breathe, just breathe, Do you calm down, breathe. And I thought, man, that's just such a great thing to teach kids. 
at this age. And this is super valuable information, Austin, and I appreciate you sharing your personal story because it helps a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, no, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure for sure. Yeah. And, you know, a couple more things that I just thought of while you were talking is, you know, for for me, um, having this background and knowing how the subconscious mind works and um, and and really doing some some deep dives into um, uh, just making the most of this this neural this uh, nervous system that I've been blessed with. Um, I've helped my kids because my my daughter suffered from anxiety pretty badly uh, there for some years, uh, and she also had trouble with focus and attention and that sort of thing. So, what I helped her with, and I've helped a few people with, in fact is, you know, I've asked them, you know, first sit down, relax, close your eyes, and I, I do a visualization exercise with them. You know, and I ask, you know, when, when is, where and when is it that you felt the safest and most comfortable in your life? Where is that place? When is it? You know, and I want you to visualize that, and then I ask them, what is it? feel like? What does it sound like? What does it smell like? I try to get them fully absorbed in that. And I really help them to build a really, really solid visualization uh, of that place with their eyes closed where, you know, they know what it looks like, feels like, smells like, to the point where they are there. I get them to describe it as vividly as possible. They build this place, this safe place in their mind. And then I really help them hone in on the feeling of being safe, of being relaxed, of being comforted. And in every way I possibly can, how that feels physically, how that, you know, feels emotionally, everything. And I let them know that that's a place they can go mentally whenever they need to. So for some people, they just can't get into meditation. Um, there's really easy ways to get into mindfulness, which is kind of a form of meditation. But, you know, I helped my daughter and I've helped lots of other people build this safe place inside their mind where when they need to and they're having stress or anxiety or anything like that, they can close their eyes, they can take a deep breath and relax and go to that place for just a little while. And that has been something that's proven to really be helpful. And I'll tell you something else. You've probably heard the benefits of cold showers. Try getting the kid to take a cold shower. <laughs> it's not happening. It, and you wouldn't want to. It's, it's almost torture. It's torture for you to do it to yourself. Yeah, right. I, I you know, I take, I take cold showers uh, several times a week, not every single day, but several times a week. And it's something that for me has been a habit. It's been a discipline thing. But cold showers have so many benefits. They prevent leaky, uh, leaky brain syndrome. You know, they help uh, boost dopamine and serotonin levels uh, in your brain. Uh, they help with inflammation. I mean, it, there's tons, ice baths, whichever you're going to do, uh, that extreme exposure, it helps you in so many ways. But it also helps you to be able to make you do tough stuff, which is if you're going to be a high performer, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if you're going to be a good parent, a good you know, a functional adult, 
you need to be able to do tough stuff. And so for me, I've noticed, and a lot of other people I've talked with and advised have noticed, that whenever you take these cold showers, ice cold for just the first few minutes even, uh, or the first couple of minutes, if you are able to make yourself do that whenever, then it helps you to be able to master your emotions, master your body and mind, and push yourself to do tough stuff. Now, you can't have your children do that all the time necessarily or ever, you know, but you can <laughs> push your kids to do some things that are tough. As a parent, it's my job to set up obstacles for them to overcome so they can grow that muscle of being able to overcome tough things and challenges and that sort of thing. And I'll give you a quick example. My son has been hospitalized for asthma multiple times while he was young. He's got really bad asthma and allergies. And, you know, a lot of this is, has to do with uh, poor gut health, I learned. And so, you know, having him take probiotics and prebiotics, that does tend to help. But what I did is I decided to get him into sports. I decided, you know, hey, let's go for a walk and talk and it progressed to us, let's, let's go for a jog, let's throw the ball. And it, it ended up progressing to he joined track and field, you know, as someone who's been hospitalized multiple times for not being able to breathe, you know, he joined track and field. Now he plays football, but he didn't start off there. And that's what I want to encourage everyone that's listening to. You know, if you're struggling, if you're overweight, if you're broke or whatever the case may be, you didn't get there overnight, you got to – step by step, well, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Begins with a single step, that's right. Mm-hmm. Inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life is hard. So just take it inch by inch, one step at a time, one well, habit at a time. I mean, time. that's great advice. And we, we have a little more time because Peter gave us a little extension for tonight. Peter, are the people that called in going to be knocked off? No, we're good for 45 minutes. Okay, so we're great. doing just Thank fine. you so much. So, Austin, I know you're going to be in Dallas next week, and so am I, and we're going to get together. And I know you are uh, in the middle of a new project where you're promoting some great products, and I'm excited about it because many people know I've been a spirulina, spirulina eater, a fan of this spirulina, and it's an amazing habit for me for most of my life and all my kids. As a matter of fact, when I got to California last week, one of my older sons called me and he said, he was telling me uh, that he hadn't been feeling good and he had kept getting sick. And I said, well, you know what you need to do? And then he said, I was going to talk about mindset. And he goes, eat more spirulina. And I said, well, yes, there's always that. And that's just something my kids know because it gives me energy and stamina. Would you like to share with our listeners what you have going on in Dallas next week? Because I'm excited yeah, yeah. about that. I could talk for 45 minutes about that very easily. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I'll I'll take just a few minutes. So, I am really big on habits, um, and one of the things that I put in my body first thing in the morning is this particular type of blue green algae. And there's lots of different types and. The challenge with blue-green algae is where it grows, it typically soaks up heavy metals, toxins, impurities, pesticides, all this different stuff. And, uh, you know, whenever you consume that and when you buy it in Whole Foods and all this different stuff, you consume it, you consume the bad stuff as well. 
uh, it is it is incredibly nutrient dense um, and you know, has vitamins, minerals, amino acids, all this different stuff. But you know, consuming that bad stuff, um, it, you know, it, it's it's just not good for you. And so I found a company uh, a few years back that they've got this patented technology uh, called photobioreactor technology where they grow their own strain of spirulina and um, it's the most nutrient dense and uh, heaviest biomass having spirulina in the world with the highest phycocyanin concentration in the world and I I could get into a, a million reasons why phycocyanin concentration matters but just know that it does and um, you know it's it's completely free of any toxins, impurities, or anything like that. So the way that it makes me feel, especially over time, and just knowing what it's doing in my body, uh, gives me confidence to push myself harder in the gym and working out and playing with my kids, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that uh, absorbs, you know, just like it does in the ponds and stuff like that, absorbing all the bad stuff, when you put something that pure in your body, it still absorbs all the bad stuff, or not all of it, but it absorbs those heavy metals and some different stuff that you don't want in your body. Uh, so it removes some of the bad, but all the good that it puts in your body is just incredible. All the vitamins and minerals and amino acids and stuff that you really want in your body that you wouldn't get otherwise Um I mean, you just wouldn't, no matter how clean you eat, I eat really well, uh, you know, but you just can't do that, you know, because of over farming and, you know, soil depletion and everything, you just can't eat enough um, to be able to get all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. And if you're going to go to the trouble of working out, stretching, being in the gym, doing all the stuff we've talked about today and all the stuff that, you know, we know we should do, you at least want to give your body a chance with, the food and uh, the things you're putting in it because there's a quote that I heard a, a while back <laughs> that um, I had to laugh at because I was still sneaking the occasional chips ahoy and um, <laughs> eating, eating <laughs> chocolate all the time and cupcakes. Um, and it was my dad that told me, in fact, he's, a, he's, he's in his mid-60s and he's a professional bodybuilder to this day. He said, um, you can't outrun a bad diet because I used to love to run all the time. And um, he said, you just you can't outrun a bad diet. And as much as I love snickerdoodles and cupcakes, and I love waking up and feeling good and thinking clearly and being able to keep up with my kids. I'm 40 years old with a six-pack, and I'm, I'm cut. I can run circles around these 20-year-old kids nowadays. You know, I, I feel great about who I am. Uh, I'm able to have the stamina that I need, the mental sharpness that I need to be able to dominate my day, and I couldn't do that if I was drunk all the time or, you know, even drinking to the point where I was sluggish the next day. I couldn't do that if I wasn't disciplined in my sleep schedule. I couldn't do that if I was eating poorly and fast food all the time. And I also couldn't do that, Janine and Peter, if I wasn't 
conscious of the things that I was putting in my head as well as my body, doing that personal development every day and taking notes and implementing what I learned. That's a habit I've had since I was about 13, you know, and there's, there's lots of things that I could say, and I'm, I'll, I'll end my uh, must-say part on this because I must say this. In business, you know, we said in the, uh, in the beginning that in 2018 I had retired a multiple seven-figure earner, and et cetera, et cetera, which I'm obviously – that didn't last long, but um, the retirement part – but um, you don't start off that way. You know, you, you start off by doing a little something each day. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Is I can have a, a low production day, but I won't have a no production day. For me, as long as I'm doing a little something every day, I feel good about myself. And I'm making progress. And, you know, I always say inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yard by yard, life's hard. Keep studying, practicing, and getting better at your craft each day until you're excellent. Steve Martin said, be so good they can't ignore you. And that takes work, daily work. But it's, it's so worth it when you're doing your thing, whatever that may be. And you get chills because you know you're amazing at what you're doing. That feels incredible, and there's no way to describe it unless you've experienced it, and that just comes with making a little daily progress a habit of yours. That's so true. And, you know, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, said, never miss twice. And that's so important. Like, you're talking about getting up and, you know, uh, and this, the habits that we do, maybe once in a while we miss, but you don't miss twice. Because if you miss twice, then you're on a downward spiral. And you can always pull yourself back. So I know we're almost out of time here. Actually, we're a minute over. But I'm just going to jump in here and say, because we're talking about spirulina, we're talking about Dallas next week. I've been eating spirulina my entire life. And when you, one of the things I like about it, besides like all the scientific things, is that if I'm not eating correctly, I've had a really tough last few weeks. I lost my mother. I moved. I had a lot of things going on. And every day I was popping spirulina because I can get all these amino acids in their natural form. And what that means is they're more readily assimilated by the body. And I'm getting more protein than a steak. And people that don't know, they're like, you have to eat, Janine. I'm like, I did eat. I just took six spirulina capsules, and I'm getting my protein. And then if I want to go and eat some, not that you should, but occasionally I might eat some Fritos or something, and <laughs> I'm still eating my spirulina. So I'm getting, oh, sorry, Siri's popping off here. Um, I, I feel okay because I'm still getting my nutrition, and we can pay attention to this because – there's nothing more important than feeding your body which also and feeding your mind. And I think we're probably going to have to do another show with Austin because he's just a wealth of information. And Austin and I will be together in Dallas next week. We'll be at the La Meridian Hotel Galleria. And uh, we're doing some uh, fun things out there. So I'm in California today, but I'm traveling back to Dallas on Wednesday. 
and I can't wait to meet you in person. This is going to be our first in-person meeting, even though I've known you for so long. Um, any final comments or uh, questions, anything you want to say, Austin, before we sign off? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just really excited about meeting you in person next week as well, Janine. And, um, you know, Peter, I wish you were going to be down there, but I'm sure I'll get a chance to meet you in person at some point in time. But, you know, the the group we've got down there is, is really excited as well. And, you know, it's just a blessing. But um, I'll end with a quote. And this is um, a quote that I came up with back in 2016, I believe, um, in it was it was when I was really making uh, a choice, a conscious decision to implement <clears throat> some habits into my life whenever I sat down and I took the time to decide and realize and crystallize the vision of what it is that I wanted to get out of this life uh, because I'm 40 today and I was 15 about three or four days ago. And uh, so I'm sure I'll be 75 here next week. So it's really important that I make the most of every single day to me. And so whenever I, I sat down and I made some goals and I decided what life I wanted to live, how I wanted to be remembered, how I wanted to feel, and everything else, um, this quote came to me pretty quickly. is there's pain in the process, but there's pleasure in the payoff. And that's wow, so that's true. good. I love that. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you guys letting me speak to your audience, and I, I'm grateful for your friendship. Thank you. Thank you. Peter, any closing comments? For, well, Austin, how can they get no, a hold of you okay. if somebody wants to? Go ahead, Peter. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, we're, we're going to make sure we have a, a guest page for Austin, but his last name is a little tricky. So Austin is usually pretty easy to spell. Zuloff is Z-U-L-A-U-F. So it's Z-U-L-A-U-F. And we're going to have a guest page where he's going to be able to put his contact information and any websites or any promotions that he might be doing and certainly access to this radio show and the future ones that we'll do as well. So go, Austin, back to you. No, no, that's it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Excellent. We're going to catch up next week. And let's see, next week uh, you're going to see him the, this week, Janine, this weekend, or is it next weekend? So you'll no, be able to give us a uh, – I'll actually be – yeah, I'll be with him on next Thursday night. Okay, perfect. So we might even do this um, from wherever you might be. Who knows? Or whatever. We'll, yeah, we might, might do a replay of this one. Him in yeah, we might do a, yeah. a replay or whatever, but we'll figure it out. But you're going to hear about Austin Zuloff again and Janine Avila. Thanks for being here. And uh, Happy New Year, everyone. We're going to catch everybody next week on Building Fortunes Radio. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Oh, and you can Good always, night. Yep. You can always check Janine, Janine Avila. You've been listening Janine to Building Avila. Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.